Welcome to Sisters Inc., our podcast for and about women business owners, brought to you by Black Enterprise. I'm your host, Elisa Gums. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in America. And on every episode of Sisters Inc., we'll sit down with one successful CEO and share how she slays the challenges of being a Black woman in business. Today's episode is all about leveraging reality television to grow your business. We're chatting with Lauren Paler O'Brien, better known as LP, the CEO of LP Drinks Co., a beverage consulting and event production company, and the winner of the very first season of Drink Masters, a reality competition show for mixologists on Netflix. Welcome to Sisters Inc. LP, and thanks so much for sitting down with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here uh, in very cold Toronto, so, you know, uh, cool. yeah. <laughs> So first of all, I have to tell you that I am now a huge fan. I binged the entire series of Drink Masters. And when you won, I literally gasped. Like I was standing <laughs> in my house like this. <laughs> and then I did a happy dance because I was so excited for you. But before we get into the show, I want to go back to how this all started. Just 12 years ago, you were pursuing nursing school. And now you're a nationally known award-winning mixologist. Where did this passion come from? Yeah, you know, I uh, I left the Bronx and moved to D.C. in 2010 to pursue a career in nursing. And, you know, so uh, so <laughs> uh, thinking back, it's actually quite ironic because I remember sitting down with my mom and being like, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to leave nursing and do bartending. And she's like, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, sure you are. Um, you know, and for me at the time, it was really how can I... Um, lean into the, the things and the qualities about nursing that I love so much um, and find that in something else that just kind of aligns a bit better with what I want to do. And what I realized is I love interacting with people. I love working with people, the educational component and aspect of drinks, um, especially with the modernist approach you see today really made me um, quite excited about interacting with guests. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, I started working at a a bar as a server and a bar back and then eventually bartender um, was given the assistant general manager role and then lead bartender and then from there it was like cool if I'm going to do this I have to be really really good at it um, and really place myself in a position where I just kept pushing boundaries and tried to figure out the things outside of food and beverage that really made me happy you know the social justice issues really having conversations about ways we can make spaces a bit more equitable um, and even figuring out as a business owner how we set ourselves up in a way to ensure we're truly creating opportunities for others yeah so you mentioned that when you made the pivot you started out as a bartender that's how you got your foot in the door for this new industry um, and you honed your craft over a, a number of different roles mm -hmm. i think most people would think that if they wanted to be a mixologist they would have to get hired somewhere as a bartender or mm -hmm. if they wanted to approach it as an entrepreneur they'd have to open up their own bar yeah you decided to take a different path when you started your own company so can you share what your company does and why you chose to structure the business that way yes i love this question it's you know, I think the traditional term of bartender is very different now. And, you know, when we look at historically speaking, bartenders, they are individuals who are behind a bar, right? Um, they take care of guests, they make dr drinks, they eventually become bar owners or, you know, brand ambassadors. And I you definitely deviated from that a bit. Um, 
for me, it was always, it wasn't necessarily being innovative in that sense. It was certainly just ensuring everything I did was aligned with me. And so after bartending for many years and being a beverage director and manager, um, I, you know, stepped away and decided to be an R&D production chef at um, a bar called Silver Lion. Um, that opportunity was presented to me as a way to be collaborative with the team, both front of house and back of house. So uh, the, you know, the staff that takes care of guests versus the staff that's in the kitchen really um, spending a lot of their time focusing on the ingredients. And that was one of the best decisions I made because that identity I had for so long as a bartender was, oh man, that imposter syndrome set in so hard. And it was the first time I realized that I don't need to be something that doesn't align with me to be successful, right? Um, and I made the decision after leaving Silver Lion um, to start my own company that focused on storytelling and education, both for the consumer, the guests that come into our spaces, and bartenders. And what I do now is I hire bartenders who are up and coming, who may necess not necessarily get an opportunity to do these fun things like the Emmy Awards or, you know, flat to Toronto to do an event, et cetera. And um, I hire them. I work with them. I educate them. I work with bar teams all over the world. And, um, you know, we collaborate on events and um, ways to be a bit more innovative and, and to create systems that just align with the establishment, you know, in and of itself um, in a wholesome way. But to answer your question, fast forward, um, what we do now is we focus on uh, event production. So I actually partner with Hospitality 201. It's an organization that's based out of Chicago. Um, and they um, are amazing individuals. Um, I love the way they hire bartenders to the way they staff their events, very aligned with what my ethos and mission is. Um, BIPOP, LGBTQIA women, really the focus there. Obviously, you know, we want to spread the love all around, but I'm really about um, servicing and providing opportunities to underserved individuals. Yeah. So we partner with them. We throw events of many different calibers, birthday parties, you know, weddings, et cetera. Um, a lot of the uh, things, again, we do with bartenders, focus on education, storytelling. Consumer side, again, same thing. Um, my consulting business is for beverage programs. When establishments open up for the first time, they bring me in to create menus for them and to work with their teams. So very honored, very grateful, uh, excellent place to be. Yeah, and we're going to come back to this later, but it also positions you well to take advantage of the kinds of exposure that you get from being on a reality show on Netflix, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And, you know, I, I try my best to truly be mindful about the decisions I make, the things I decide to do, the people I surround myself with, because that's so powerful. Um, and I realized that after being on the show, I had people, you know, from everywhere, like that challenge spoke to me so much because that's, that's a lived experience. And, you know, I grew up eating the same thing or I grew up, you know, being around the same thing. And the, those moments, like, you know, they kind of give you chills because it's, you don't realize in the moment how impactful something you do or say can really be to others. Um, and so, yeah, definitely try to always revert back to that mission and those values to ensure everything I'm doing moving forward is aligned. Over the years, you've participated in a number of cocktail competitions and even judged some. Can you share what your experiences have been like in the competitions and what those kinds of things can do for an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Um, you know, for me, I 
I, I would say now I'm realizing I'm much more of an introvert than I thought originally. <laughs> I grew up in a house of eight kids and, you know, like that's a lot. A black family, like very loud, you know, and I think it's interesting because <clears throat> the competition side of things really does put you on a platform where you have to showcase yourself and you have to be enthusiastic. And um, I want to say scripted in a way. But what I realized very quickly is if I can go on stage and showcase who I am to the T, like very authentically, I think that's a much more rewarding thing than going up there, having a script um, and being a bit robotic. And so one of the things I really advocate for is if you're from the Bronx and you want to showcase that, put that in your drink and exude that happiness and that pride of being from New York, if you're Afro-Latina and you want folks to, you know, have have a, an opportunity to learn a little bit more about that guava drink, you know, that you get from the bodega in the Bronx, talk about it. And along the way, and people will, they'll, they'll let you know how they feel about it. And sometimes they like it, sometimes they don't. But again, if it always goes back to what your mission and values are and who you are, that's the most important thing. And I think doing that allowed me to transition into being an entrepreneur in a way where I acknowledge every decision I make may not be the right one. It may not be the best one for me, etc. But there's a learning curve and process that occurs that only allows me to be better. Yeah. I love that you started with sort of the internal answer for that, like how it prepared you to be an entrepreneur, um, which is so important. I'd also love if you could address the external version of that, like how it raised your profile or the kinds of opportunities that might have come to you because people started to know you from these competitions. Absolutely. Um, and even, you know, Netflix as an example, I think it's interesting because you at a certain point in your life, and I'm sure you've experiences and, and, and everyone listening at a certain point in your life you realize you get to a point in your career where someone said this to me last night actually it almost made me cry because I, I was feeling so like my light has been a bit dim I've been so busy haven't really been able to celebrate and this gentleman said congratulations to you so genuinely not everyone is able to be celebrated publicly for their accomplishments and I was like oh my gosh that is such a kind thing to say um and what it made me realize is that, yes, people are going to acknowledge your accomplishments. Yes, people are going to, you know, leverage you in a way that's beneficial to them. And you have the power to say no. No is one of the most powerful things you can say. You have the power to truly be intentional in the things that you decide to partake in, um, the people you decide to be around. Um, and that is powerful. Uh, especially now because I'm very busy. I really have to protect my energy. I really have to make sure I have work-life balance. And um, it is, it's been a very, very big learning experience to understand that you can say no and recommend someone else who might be a really good fit for that job, right? Or that role um, and not have to feel guilty about it. And um, I'm still learning that because I'm so excited. I want to say yes to everything. Um, but I think as an entrepreneur, it's so important um, because running two businesses, if I don't have my stuff in order, you know, I can't serve others. Um, it just doesn't work that way. You mentioned that when you first heard about Drink Masters, you weren't really sure about it, um, that you weren't sure if it aligned with 
who you are and what you do. As you were thinking about going on, were you thinking through the pros and cons of what it might do for your brand? Um, I think a little bit for sure. I was certainly thinking about how it would impact my brand. I think the most important thing was the message that my participation would send to others. Um, and as soon as that kind of, that idea, that seed was planted in my head, then I was like, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? Let's move forward with it. That brings me to my next point, which is that I have to say, when I saw that first episode, I was so proud of the way Black women were showing up on my screen. If anyone hasn't watched it yet, two out of the 12 contestants were Black women, and the show spent some actual time talking about your achievements in an industry where we're not really all that seen. What are your thoughts on the importance of that kind of representation, like on a national level, on Netflix that everyone is watching? Yeah, I mean, even on a global level, yeah. it's interesting because you, um, you, you, you have these two black women from DC on this global platform. And I think we both got a really great opportunity to showcase respectively what our, our craft is. And that versatility and that diversity, not necessarily with us being black women, but also the, the style that we both um, have, I think is also so important. Um, it's powerful. It's so meaningful. It's, it's, the messages are flooding in on Instagram and social and it's been really inspiring and um, it, the love is certainly there and I'm really, really happy that I got to be a part of that experience, especially with Capri. So the spoiler's already out, of course. You won. And along with the title yeah. of Ultimate Drink Master, you got $100,000. How are you planning to use the prize money to grow your business? Yeah, for sure. So a couple of things are going to happen. Um, I just made an investment in a small um, canned cocktail company. Has not been announced yet, but we'll put it that way. Um, I, I'm making a donation to Chocolate Titties Bus, which is the nonprofit organization in D.C. that Capri owns. Um, it advocates and supports uh, black and brown up and coming bartenders uh, and really focuses on education Um and then uh, I also invested a bit of money in my platform, Cocktails and Comedy, which um, alongside with Rojo Perez, who was one of the story editors in the show, and Tone Bell, who was the host of the show, um, we have collaborated to create a cocktail um, show or a comedy show with mixologists um, in the respective cities who, again, Black, Brown, BIPOC, LGBTQIA women. Um, and we really want to provide them with a platform. So it was really cool, the New York show we did. We had um, Mindy who came out and did photographs. Everyone looked like they were on SNL. It was so cool. They were so excited and they were hosts. So basically we compensate them for their recipes. We really are placing emphasis on like, that is your intellectual property. You were giving it to us to execute this event. You should be compensated for that. But we don't want you behind the bar. We want you in interacting with guests. That was the biggest takeaway from the show. Again, this is our opportunity to talk to guests, to really allow them to understand a bit more of what we do. So we structure it that way. And we bring on comics to do the show throughout the night and we raise money for charity. So all ticket sales and merch um, are donated to a charity of our choice for each, each show. So it's really cool. It's super cool that the prize money is not only helping you build your business, but you're using it to help build the whole community. Um, and yeah. so- Thank you for that. 
I know it's yeah. still very recent. The series just aired at the end of October and you probably have not had two moments to think or sleep <laughs> since it went on the air. Uh, but what are some of the business opportunities that are opening up to you now because of the exposure from the show? For sure. Uh, you know, I've certainly gotten a lot of inquiries um, per, specifically for clients out in like LA, Dubai, India, um, to either help them curate or co-curate events, help them, you know, create their cocktail list for their bars and establishments or personal clients who have events in their home for like 1500 guests. So been a very rewarding experience, um, really leveraging that to, again, uh, collaborate with some awesome bartenders um, globally, because uh, there's so many of us, and to find ways to really align with the people who are doing the work, but not necessarily um, given the platform to be able to do that. Did you have any other thoughts about uh, representation of Black women or, um, you know, women from the LGBTQIA community or these underrepresented communities and, and the platform that you've been um, given to represent them? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, I was thinking about Netflix as a platform and I, it's so important to have that representation because you go to, or historically speaking, really, bartenders are white male, right? However, there are so many black female bartenders in, you know, in our industry. Um, so that representation on television was so important. That representation of people like Meredith and Suzu, and just everyone um, really does portray the diversity that exists within food and beverage. Now that you're on the other side of it, what would you say were some of the ups and downs of reality TV from your perspective as a business owner? Yeah, so certainly, you know, being on reality TV, you can't run your business, right? Um, <laughs> it's a sacrifice you have to make. It's, it's finding a happy medium. Is this an opportunity that will really allow me to showcase my ability, what I do? Obviously a risk because I didn't know I was going to win. I hoped I was going to win. Um, but you are you are putting yourself in such a vulnerable state um, and in and, and the public eye and really leaving yourself in a position where people can criticize you, right? Publicly. Um, it is it is probably nothing, nothing like anything I thought I'd ever do. Um, I went into this really thinking, oh, it's a cocktail competition, but it's also a TV production, right? And so certainly a very different experience. Um, I'm very grateful for it so rewarding and looking back and reflecting on it um it definitely learned a lot along the way and do you have any advice for other entrepreneurs who may be considering it because there are so many reality competition shows these days across so many different industries that there are really a lot of opportunities what should entrepreneurs know or think or question before they make that choice yeah, you know, if you're making the decision to be showcased, really consider if it aligns with you. Is the overall goal something that aligns with your mission and your message? I would never just do it to do it. Secondly, I think consider um, while going through the experience, what is the motivation for doing this? Am I doing this to win? Because I didn't do it to win. I really did it focusing on each challenge ahead of me and um, trying to showcase the best I could do possibly. Um, so consider what your motivation is. And then once you pinpoint what that motivation is, acknowledge 
even just for a second, if that is good enough, right? Um, and then I think lastly, be yourself, be authentic. Don't, you know, don't go, don't go out there and do something you would never do. Um, it's an opportunity to make a huge impact uh, and to make a huge difference, right? And I tried my best to showcase that and it really worked out for the best. Um, I ignored the whole competition and TV element and really um, went into this thinking like, this is the challenge ahead. And what do I need to do to set myself up for success? And that really worked to my advantage. Yeah. And you were so authentic. As a fellow New Yorker, I can't tell you how tickled I was at your, you know, bodega-inspired cocktails. So it is absolutely true that you went on there um, and represented who you are, uh, you know, unscriptedly, even in a a somewhat scripted reality TV. So thank you so much, LP, for sharing your small business success story. Everyone out there, please take a look at her company website, lpdrinks.org. You can also follow her on Instagram or TikTok at lpdrinksdc. Check out the podcast channel on blackenterprise.com to find Sisters Inc. and other podcasts from Black Enterprise editors, writers, and experts. Be sure to subscribe to Sisters Inc. on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And if you like what you hear, show us some love by leaving a five-star review or put a sister on by spreading the word. I'm Elisa Gums with Sisters Inc. for Black Enterprise. Thank you for listening. <laughs>